What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 30 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And we are back for year number two, season number two here on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. If you joined us at any point through episodes one through 29, we thank you for coming back for year number two. Matt, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be back, but it's scary to be back too because we're both seniors. This is our senior year campaign, but it's also that time of year where you get those butterflies where it's like okay like we're back here the athletics and the sports the fall sports is starting to get into the regular season form so let's get it going let's get it going yeah Matt is all about you're all about the grind getting back on the grind and uh, that's exactly what we're doing here so we're adding some new things into the Quinnipiac Athletics podcast this year year we're going to start to do a little bit more on the multimedia side so of course we have the weekly podcast that's going out every single Friday now we're dropping on Fridays but aside from from that, we're going to work on getting more video content during our interviews. We have videos from each of our season preview interviews that we did earlier a couple weeks ago. So we're going to be posting those throughout the year, both on YouTube and Instagram TV. There will probably be also clips going up on Twitter. But either way, Matt, the, the name of the game right now for our podcast and the two of us is growing and getting you as close to the action as we can. That's correct. And I'm a visual learner, so the fact that we're going visual now and maybe the listeners can actually see what we look like is kind of a cool feature to have. It's very cool, and uh, we hope that you get the chance to do that very soon, so make sure that you engage with Quinnipiac Athletics both on their Instagram page, at QU Athletics. You can also subscribe to their YouTube channel, and those will be the best two ways right now to be able to get the video content coming from our podcast. So we have a two-part fall season preview coming at you over the next two weeks. So the first episode is going to feature some of our uh, fall interviews that we did, and the next episode next week will conclude that. We're going to be putting a few small snippets that uh, we had from those interviews. So it was a little bit of a mix when we talked to these fall athletes. We talked to them a little bit about themselves and how they ended up at Quinnipiac in the normal format that we usually follow. But we also talked to them about what they're expecting from the fall 2019 season. And Matt, you know, we've seen some success early on from the women's soccer team, and we'll talk more about them later. But overall, there's some new eras beginning with a few of the fall teams and a lot to expect from these fall teams this year. New volleyball coach. Yep. Uh, almost it, it almost feels like a new mindset for the rugby team as well. And uh, there's going to be a lot of changes and hopefully a lot of success in the fall. We saw men's soccer make a run. We saw women's soccer make a run. Rugby make a run. Um, volleyball even. So it's just it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun indeed, and we're going to have all of the scores and updates for you. So we've only had two games happen so far in the fall slate here for the Quinnipiac Bobcats. Two games for the women's soccer team. They won both of them by a one nothing total. The first game was against Bryant in overtime with Kelsey Goldring scoring the game-winning goal in OT. They also won by a score of one nothing over URI. So those are the two results that we've seen over the course of this week for the women's soccer team and I was lucky enough to do the highlight for that overtime win for right. women's soccer electric win it was definitely um a good team win and Dave Clark was very satisfied with his freshman class there were nine freshmen on the field when they scored that 
uh, overtime goal. It was right. either seven freshmen or nine freshmen were on the field, but the majority were young, new. Still, that's over half. Right. Yeah. Over half, and they were young, new players putting that goal home in overtime. And the other one against URI was a rainy, rainy game. So it, it's always good to get a gritty Gritty win like that one in, in rainy weather, slipping and sliding on the turf. So women's soccer is off to a good start. We love to see that. We're going to hear more about them later in this episode. But the first of our three interviews that we're going to be airing with you today is a season preview with a senior from the women's volleyball team, Alejandra Rodriguez, or Ale, if you decide to call her that. Uh, we got a chance to sit down with her. We talked to her about the new Kyle Robinson era and what she's noticed in terms of changes for her team this year. And I mean, this is a team that they went I they went over 500 in their final few games in the regular season to be able to make the MAC tournament last year. So they're coming off of a playoff berth, and they learned some good lessons there in that season. We talked to her all about that. So we're gonna play you about five minutes of our interview with Alejandro Rodriguez. The rest of it will be up later this week, later within the next couple of weeks on YouTube, so you can see the full video interview on YouTube. But we talked with Alejandra Rodriguez about what she expects from the 2019 season. And here's what she had to say. I mean, coming in freshman year, you know, that your class had a had a lot of expectations and a, and a lot of room to grow that freshman year. But I mean, freshman year, 21 and 13, 11 and seven in conference and went to the MAC championship. Yeah. So, I mean, that first year, what was working so well for your team that year? Well, I think our senior class was an amazing group of girls. Like, they were just so welcoming. They treated us like sisters, and they really helped us. Like, a lot of them were hurt and couldn't play, but they played through us. Like, they would give us advice, like, correct us, and just, like, help us through the process. And just, it was so awesome having them because they had the experience already. And, like, it was like we were almost doing it for them. Yeah. So it was really nice to like make something happen for them after the rough years they had. So what uh what changed for you just in terms of the difference between playing club volleyball and then coming to play college volleyball? Was what were some of the differences you saw? Well, first of all, preseason. <laughs> you don't do that when you're like high school preseason is nothing like right. <laughs> college preseason. It's a whole month of just like two days and the third day you can't feel your legs and you <laughs> every every muscle in your body is sore and you're like wow I didn't even think those like my fingers could get sore but they are <laughs> so it's a lot of hard work and just like pushing through it but it's awesome to know that like 14 other girls are doing it with you how many however many girls you have on your team are doing it right with you and like you're doing it for each other like yes I'm tired yes I'm sore I'm thirsty. I, I feel like I can't go on anymore. But the girl right next to me is doing the same thing and it's working just as hard. So right. I can't give up, you right. know. So it's awesome to have that. Yeah, that that accountability factor is, is so yes. important. Just, you know, I'm working hard because I know they're working hard yes. and, and everybody kind of gets and better. Club is kind of like for fun and a hobby, you know, and here it's kind of your job. Like you came here to get a job done and to represent your school, to represent your coaches, your team. And everyone does so much for us here like every single detail that comes into athletics and getting a team together is right. a lot so 
So now going into your senior year, it is the first year of the Kyle Robinson era of yes. Quinnipiac volleyball. So, I mean, uh, you know, I haven't had the pleasure to meet him yet, but I'm sure you've been working very closely with him. You know, what are, what are your first impressions? What has he been bringing to the table as a coach early? It's just a different environment, um, more like stability and just like not a fee. It's like a feeling of. I don't even know how to put it into words. Just like it's more calm, soothing, relaxing. Like we're like learning how to work through chaos. Like when something doesn't go our way, we we have to learn how to stay calm and just like instead of freaking out like we used to in the past and like just falling into a bigger rut. Just like learn how to see the bigger picture and just like relax, step back, and it's not that difficult, you know. Just realize that it's just a little thing. So what is your uh, what is your training schedule look like so far this summer? I mean, you you mentioned how how taxing it can be. So what yeah, have you guys? Yeah, so we don't have a schedule right now. So oh, okay. We're kind of going day by day. So every night we figure out like yeah, tomorrow we have a double session, or we have um, the first session, and then we have lift, and then lunch, and then another session. We also went camping. <laughs> which was really awesome. Wow. Okay. Yes. Actually, so, I did see part of that on, we'll talk about that, but yeah. yeah. So we went camping yeah. this year. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, what else? So yeah, we just don't really know what tomorrow's going to bring, but we're going by. And I think it works well because you're not really, you're just focused on on this, on and what we're doing right now. Right. Which is what we need, I think. Interesting. Not looking too far ahead. And yeah. I mean, that that is so that is so very important. So tell us, I mean, because I know we're we're at the end of the time that we have, but tell us quickly about that camping trip. Who? Okay, so who was the most kind of outdoorsy, comfortable in the in the situation? I would say um, Maggie. She loves camping. That she actually she's prepared for everything. Oh, okay, yeah. So she was comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, I think Callie did pretty well too. Okay. She, I think I feel like she does that, and she went sailing, you know. So oh, she has some yeah, sort of experience yeah. of the outdoors. So how about <laughs> the other end of the spectrum? Who was very much like, "Get me the heck out of here." Um. I. Hey, if it's nobody, then yeah. Well, I feel like everyone like knew this is what we're doing, you know. Yeah. I was surprisingly like okay with it, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, it was tough sleeping on the ground. Yep, Not many yeah. people got a lot of sleep. Like yeah. a lot of people just we were sleeping on top of rocks because we <laughs> didn't really come with like sleeping bags or anything like that. So right. But it wasn't bad. We didn't get rained on, and it was just one night that we had to sleep out there, yeah. and we had to take care of our own meals. And we made like little groups, like the lunch group, the dinner group, and the breakfast group. Okay. And then we had to prepare our meals. Yeah. And everything, but I think we did really well as a team and. It was it surprisingly went really smoothly. Yeah. Like nobody got hurt, nobody, everyone was fine. So lastly, to finish up, I mean, what are the expectations for the 2019 Quinnipiac volleyball team? As a, as a leader on this team, what do you expect from your group this year? I feel like I want us to become a family and just closer in and outside of the court because that takes a big part of what we can accomplish. Just trusting each other and coming together and just like, helping the freshmen adjust to um, the college life and the student athlete life because it's a very difficult um, life and it's, it's a lot to get used to and also helping the Greek girls to just like get used to being away from home like they're very far from home sometimes like you know that's 
20 hours plus, not 20, 10 hours, you know. Still, I Or mean, so, yeah. 10, 8 hours away from home, which is a lot. And their parents are not going to be able to be here every weekend like some of their parents, you know. So I feel like the main thing is just getting everyone on the same page and making everyone feel welcomed and at home. So thank you so much to Ale for joining us in studio on the Quinnipiac Athletics podcast. The next person that we talked to here in our 2019 fall preview was Mika Maples, a senior All-American member of the yeah. Quinnipiac women's rugby team. And this rugby team, they, they came off of a season that while they were still very successful, they won a lot of matches. They didn't quite have the success at the national level that they were expecting. So there's a lot of expectations on the team this year. Yeah, and I wouldn't say there's pressure along with those expectations. They're more of just still playing Quinnipiac rugby, which is hard nose, always moving forward, always pumping the legs and not looking behind you because they have a very, very good head coach that makes sure whether it's a win or a loss, they don't look behind them. Always moving forward. Always moving forward. And that's exactly what Mika talked about in our interview with her. She talks about the group of freshmen that they have. They have a pretty big class of freshmen coming in this year. So, of course, it's a big learning curve for some of these girls, especially who haven't played rugby that much. Mika, in our full interview, talks about how she did not play organized rugby until she came to college. So always incredible to see that. But there was a connection there uh, between Becky Carlson and and her high school basketball coach who thought that she would be a good member of the Bobcats. But of course, that is going to come up in the full interview with Mika Maples that will be aired on IGTV. So make sure you subscribe at QU Athletics to be able to see that full interview. But we're going to air now about five minutes of our conversation with Mika Maples. She's talking about the 2019 season and what to expect from the Bobcats. And here's what she had to say. So, I mean, you came in freshman year and this program was already one of the best in the country, mm-hmm. coming off of a uh, NCVWRA. God, that's a lot of letters. Yeah, title <laughs> the, the year before you came here. So I mean, y- you must have came in with uh, with a lot of expectations for you already. Oh yeah. 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 So I, so tell us about like the like the beginning that freshman year and kind of kind of getting into that that mindset of okay, we are champions right off the bat. Well, it's, honestly, it was it was really hard. I'm. Qu- really an introvert like yeah. I don't really like to like put myself out there and I'm very like just not confident I, I like I don't know how else to say it, but I was n- so nervous like I didn't want to mess up I yeah. didn't want them to get mad at me for not knowing what to do like it was just a whole big deal but the seniors that I had were so incredibly patient and they helped me learn the game pretty quickly like honestly for somebody who's never played the game before and it was like it I wouldn't have done as well if like we wouldn't have done as well if it wasn't for the that senior class. Yeah. So it was cool. Who who are some of the seniors that you were able to learn the most from? It was like Maggie Miles, Taylor Schussler, um, uh, Abby Cook. She was actually the first person. She like took me out her hip and was like, follow me and do exactly what I do. And that's honestly how I learned the whole game. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's 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 got to be so great when you're coming in learning this new position and somebody says, okay, you're gonna do it like me, and if you do it like me, then you're doing it right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the learning curve has been has been pretty pretty impressive. Now, an All American after your junior year, you know what are what are your expectations for the team? What is the team gunning for this year? Um, I mean, I think we definitely want to do better than we did last year, and it's 
the conference is set up a little bit different than it was in the like ever like this is a brand new thing for the for naira so we're playing like we have different pools so we'll play army dartmouth harvard twice and then notre dame college okay and so it's like we just play a lot of the same team so it's gonna be a great competition this year and like i'm really hoping to get better every day every day like that's always been a goal of mine and i'm I want to see us in the national championship. Like that's all also always been a goal. Like I'm competitive and I want to win. So of course, yeah. So there's that like that's where I want to see us. And those are and those the teams that you mentioned that you're playing twice are, are teams that I feel like I always see that you're meeting in these in these uh, Naira championship games or the yeah. semifinals or something like that. So mm-hmm. no better teams to play than the best when right. you're when you're getting ready. Yes, absolutely. So um, we talked a little bit about this freshman class. So I mean, as a leader on this team, you know, what, what kind of role do you play? Are you are you very vocal? on on the pitch during practice and everything like that are you more a lead by example kind of person uh, I'm definitely lead by example I've been that way since high school and I try to be a little bit more vocal but it's just like not my nature and so I've like I've been working really hard on that actually is trying to be a little bit more vocal and um, try to have my teammates hear my voice a little bit more but usually it's just a lead by example thing and that's what I've been good at since high school so I like well, I hope that people will want to lead by my example as well right um, so uh, kind of looking more at the at the sport of rugby as a whole, um, you know, coming in freshman year till now as a senior, what kind of growth have you seen in the sport, both at the collegiate level and, and anything else that you've seen across the world? Um, I mean, it's grown so much in the collegiate level. Like we've gotten quite a few more teams in Naira. So that's exciting to see like the varsity NCAA NCAA side of it grow and then also just with like the national team like they just won a pair of sevens and I think that was one of the first one first tournaments that they've won and I don't know how long like first definitely since I've been watching yeah yeah so that was really cool and I think rugby in America is growing incredibly fast and it's really exciting to see because it's such a great sport like it's so confusing when you watch it at first, but once you get to know it, it's like, wow, like that's really interesting and it's exciting yeah. and it's really cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, I had the opportunity to do a public address for one of your games mm-hmm. last year, and in all honesty, it was a little confusing <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Like, I, I was watching, and then all of a sudden, somebody would somebody would score, and everybody would go nuts, right. and I'd kind of be sitting there like, oh, okay, so that was what we're supposed to do. But yeah. <laughs> it, it really is, I mean, it is the the constant action and energy and just the, the athleticism of everybody on the pitch mm-hmm. at, at a given time is, is unlike anything I've ever seen. Thank you so much to Mika Maples for joining us here on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. Again, if you want to see the rest of that interview, go to IGTV. That will be up soon. Keep an eye out on all of the social media for announcements about that. And our final interview of the day, this is the full interview, the entire thing that we did. I got a chance to sit down with Kelsey Goldring from the women's soccer team. And Matt, with the way that we've seen this women's soccer team play so far and the way that Kelsey has impacted things on the scoreboard, it's the perfect guest to talk to about the 2019 season. Season. Yeah, well, this women's soccer team has scored two goals, and guess who scored both? It's Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, this girl is a gamer. When she's on the field, she's very straight face. but when success success starts to roll their way, it, she's smiling always, and it, she's a great person off the field and very, very good in the classroom, too. I mean, she's the overall perfect student-athlete that 
Dave Clark loves to go to in crunch time and when they need the goal, and she has come through this year. She absolutely has, and we're going to talk to her a little bit about what she was expecting coming into the 2019 season. Of course, she may not have foreseen winning both of their the team's first two games and scoring both of the goals, but she had some high expectations. We talked to her about her story, how she got to Quinnipiac, and everything she's expecting for the 2019 season. Here's Kelsey Goldrin. <laughs> And we're back on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast, and we're thankful, happy to be joined by the redshirt junior forward from the Quinnipiac women's soccer team, Kelsey Goldring. Kelsey, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's been a been a nice day so far. It's a, it's a great day here because we're everything's going on for the fall sports, doing a lot of photo shoots and different content, video stuff. So. Luckily, we have the, the podcast set up up here in the, the dance studio. I don't know if this is A or B, but I don't think that really matters for the for the listening audience. But um, thank you again for joining us. So, you know, we kind of want to talk to you more about the personal side of you more than just the, the soccer side. So um, I guess the first question for me would be, you know, when did when did you start playing soccer? When did it become a, a big part of your life? Um, well, for me, soccer has been a big part of my life my whole life. My dad's originally from London, so... Every Saturday, every Sunday, we were watching the English Premier League on TV, me, my dad, every week. And then before me, my brother went and played college soccer, so I looked up to him. My sister played high school soccer, so it's really been in my family my whole life, pretty much. Who's your favorite team? My dad will get mad for saying Man United, (laughs) but he grew up around the corner from West Ham, so at heart, I'm a West Ham fan, Okay. but Man United also. Okay, so that, that... does that make for some uh, some tense times in the household when they're playing each other? When they play each other, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, wow, so uh, so he, he grew up in London. When, when did he come over to the United States? Early 20s, I want to say. Okay, and did he come right to New York? So you guys settled in New York, or did, was he moving around at all before that? So I think he came into the city, and then he'd been traveling. He went lived in New York City, lived in Singapore, came back to the city. Now we're right outside the city, okay. so he's been all around interesting okay so I mean there you know there's no better way to get into the game of soccer than somebody who who grew up in in London but so uh you know playing soccer throughout your life and at at what point did uh did it seem like division one soccer was an option and then when did Quinnipiac kind of come into the picture so before I want to say middle school before high school came into the picture is when I got a little more serious when I got with certain coaches they kind of saw potential in me and started working with me even more and that's when I started t- seeing myself as a potential D1 athlete and then when high school came it was kind of all eyes on the soccer girls coming in because there was a couple of us that were playing club soccer together that were all pretty good who were looking to right. go D1 right. so high school the spotlight was on us kind of and then throughout high school you just kind of you go with it and then I was looking at Quinnipiac my high school coach um, brought it up to me because I wanted to be a PT major. Okay. And Quinnipiac is known for their health sciences. So we, I've never heard of it before, so I looked into it, and it was an hour away from home. The campus was beautiful. The team was perfect. I think I was looking at it either my sophomore year or junior year in high school. I'm not really sure whether it was sophomore over the summer. I don't really completely remember. But that's when I started really looking into it. So now, I mean, you, you come into Quinnipiac, and so... You, you ended up being a physical therapy major coming in as a yes. PT. Okay. So I guess, uh, you know, before we get into the into the actual soccer things, you know, h- how has the program been for you, the physical therapy program? Challenging at times, but definitely has pushed me to really figure out 
the kind of student I am at first because yeah. over the years you can see my habits from what my freshman year habits studying from going to junior year it all changed and just the knowledge I'm taking in everything I'm learning it's crazy you yeah. start with the general courses and then as you just keep going you just learn more and more specifics and it's just so interesting to me and how has that balance the the student athlete balance been for you in college because I mean that's that's no easy major to have to balance being a division one athlete when at first it is a little difficult and then when you kind of figure it out you get into a rhythm and kind of being so focused on your major helps you with having that focus on the field it kind of you have benefits with both trying to do it right so coming in freshman year, uh, unfortunate injury caused you to miss uh, miss your original freshman year in, in redshirt that year. So, you know, I kind of wanted to hear about about that experience. Uh, just kind of, I guess, seeing freshman year from the bench, from the side, and, and kind of learning a different way. What was that experience like for you? Coming in at first, it was frustrating because all you want to do, you want to be on that field and playing with your teammates because that's what you came here for. We're right. here a month early. We're bonding and everything, but you're sitting out watching. But Eventually, I tried to turn it into a positive in the terms that I was taking a year off to learn how everyone's playing. I'm watching each individual player. I'm watching the style of play. I'm trying to see how I can fit in my role. I'm kind of taking this year to learn how I'll fit in, what I'm supposed to do, how the team wants to play, and just kind of my role in that team. Who are you able to learn from? Who are some of your, your role models coming in that first year? So definitely looking up to Kylie because she was in a similar situation where she also redshirted her freshman year and now she came out her redshirt freshman year she was the strongest person on the field and it was incredible to see her come back so uh, I mean that that gives you that year to sit to sit and learn and I mean it, it worked pretty well coming in the redshirt your redshirt freshman year the Mac co-rookie of the year I mean that is that is no small feat coming in what was working so well for you that year how you know you come in your now it would be your sophomore year but it ends up being your freshman year what, what, what made you so successful that year? I actually do think sitting out my freshman year did help because you got to see the style of play. I didn't come in blind yeah. like a normal freshman would if I did my freshman year. I got to see how they played. I got to see the different kinds, kinds of personalities, personalities on the field. So when I did come in, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Okay. Um, and now that team, I mean, that team, your, uh, I believe, original freshman year ended up going to the MAC finals. So I, that... That ch uh, the championship run experience, I mean, even from the sideline, that had to be pretty exciting. Oh, definitely. I yeah. was so proud of them. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, did, did that experience at all kind of help you realize, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what our team needs to do to kind of get to the next level. Oh, definitely. After yeah. seeing that championship run, getting to the final, you're going, okay, this is the expectation now. This is what we have to do. Right. So coming into the 2019 season now, what are the expectations for the team? You, you, uh, you've had a bird's eye view now the last couple weeks during training and your, your first scrimmages. What do you see from this year's team? This year's team definitely has a lot of potential. We're focusing more on really uh, connecting chemistry-wise and just kind of getting those little passes where we know we're, we're going to be our certain movements. So I do think you're going to be surprised with the team that's going to come out this year. What are, the, uh, what are the goals you guys have? Not even just the entire season, but just kind of a, a day-in, day-out goal that you're trying to achieve. I think just kind of getting a certain style of play going, trying to get everybody on the same page, trying to get the freshmen on the same page. And so far it's going really well and just continue working on that into a place where we can pass around any other team that comes into our conference and plays us. What have you seen from that freshman class so far? You see a lot of 
passion for the game, definitely. Okay. A lot of hard workers, good foot skills. You see some speed in there. So there's definitely variability that comes in. Yeah, and I mean, do you, do you see players in this class that can really have, have an impact on the field this season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm getting more excited to see the season as, as we keep going now. So um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions now. These are more of the, uh, the personal questions we ask every single guest. Uh, so just whatever comes to your mind first, just okay. go with that answer. So the first one now, uh, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, where would it be and why? I'm going to go with New York just because I do love the county I live in. I love the places around me. I got comfortable there. But okay. if it wasn't New York, I would consider California. Really? It's just so nice. It's just so nice. It's just I so it. nice. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to deal with nice the, and warm. The, the Northeast winters that, oh, yeah. that we have to deal. So, I mean, you, you mentioned, so, um, uh, is Armonk, is that how you say it? Yeah, Armonk. Okay. Um, so it's kind of more of a, it's a, it's a New York City suburb? Kind of. It's 40 minutes outside the city, like a tiny little hamlet. Oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, so I guess, uh, you know, what, what was your experience like, like growing up there? Tell us, a, kind of paint me a picture of what it's like living there. Um, I guess I live on a kind of on a corner of two cul-de-sacs. So I have a bunch of neighbors around me, got a neighbor across the street that, from me who actually has a beehive in his backyard. <laughs> like he puts on the full bee suit collects the honey has a bee swarm and everything oh my goodness wow so he's awesome though <laughs> <laughs> got all our neighbors with the dogs that we all meet up and we're like, when they walk by our dogs run out of the house go see them yeah so yeah wow not too bad at all i can understand all. why you might want to go back there oh, definitely yeah. um all right so the second question uh if you could have dinner with one person either alive or deceased who would it be and why oh wow um <laughs> In my head right now, I'm going to go with Rose Lavelle just because the World Cup just happened. She's in my head. The soccer is getting to me, and she's kind of watching her in the World Cup. I was like, whoa, yeah. like, who is that? I want to be like that player. Just She amazed me in yeah. that World Cup. You know, uh, what, was, what was your thoughts about the entire tournament this year's U.S. team? You know, what, what were your observations from that? The U.S. team is just so strong, so fast, so fit. Like, they just never stop running. It's incredible. Yeah. Anyways, so the um, the last question that we ask, and quite possibly the hardest, um, and quite possibly one of the hardest I ask just anything in my journalism time here. You're on death row. What is your final meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? I got the dessert in my head already. The dessert is this chocolate cake from Costco, my all-time favorite. Ooh, okay. So good. All right. Um, my dinner is probably my mom makes this, like, flank steak kind of as like oh, a special yeah. dinner it's yeah. just so, i don't know how she does it but it's just amazing so that's <laughs> definitely it yeah uh for a drink that's interesting <laughs> question drink um because it seems so simple right and yeah. you just don't know with the favorite yeah maybe some i guess some i'm a ginger ale fan weirdly but oh, okay that's what's coming to my head right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, really know. I, it's I've uh, those answers honestly. The probably the drink answer has been the most unique and diverse across <laughs> across like the year that we've done oh, this. I, I bet. Mean, uh, we we've had people from the basketball team who you know they drink they have to drink like X amount of water during every day to stay a certain you know a certain like a certain percentage of hydrated. So uh, Abdul Ibondu was like anything but water. You can give me <laughs> and I'll be fine. 
uh, apple juice. You know, the twenty the twenty one plus crowd has given me some interesting answers. But yeah, no, the, everybody has their own different thing. I'm I'm always interested to hear. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us here, and uh, best of luck going into the 2019 season. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Kelsey Goldring for joining us here on episode number 30 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. And Matt, we're through the first episode. We're done with episode number one. But I want to talk to you for a little bit. What are you expecting here from our second year on the podcast? Uh, Again, Expect a lot more content and a lot more visual stuff, which will be a lot of fun. I know we dipped our toe in it when we went Facebook Live in Albany when our women's basketball team won the MAC championship. Incredible. Right. It was a great run. Yeah. But uh, also expect uh, more advertising of this podcast, a larger audience. We're going to never settle. We're going to never stop. And we're going to keep growing it because even though we are seniors, I'm not a big uh, hot dog it to the finish line guy. I'm a big finish hard guy. And we're also going to ask for more engagement from you guys, the fans. So any chance that we have to ask for fan questions, we're going to do that. So make sure that you're following all of the social media accounts at QU Athletics to be able to find our podcast first. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You can also listen to us on the Quinnipiac website. If you go down now, to the bottom of the athletics website. So go to quinnipiacbobcats.com. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a tab that says Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. You can access all of the episodes of the show. You can see descriptions for who's on them and any, anything like that. So a cool feature on the website this year. You can't miss it. It's, you it, it's bottom left. Yeah. You can't miss it, guys. And you're not going to want to miss us all year long. We have some fantastic interviews coming down the pike for you. So make sure you keep an ear out. For all of those. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click. Thank you.